Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group. I'm joined today by Chris Sibola of Elements Financial Credit Union. Chris, we were talking earlier about Elements. It's a $1.3 billion institution with more than 90,000 members. In fact, you have members in all 50 states as well as some foreign countries. Tell us a little bit about some of the trends that you're seeing as far as from a fraud perspective. What seems to be most concerning? Sure. So the biggest thing we're seeing and, and talking a lot with our employees about is the increased experience we're seeing with social engineering, phishing attempts, trying to connect with our employees and get them to trick them into sending information or clicking on links. So uh, we've actually implemented a, a process that our information security officer drives along with our fraud person to test our employees every month. So we'll send out test phishing emails with attachments or links that are just a little bit, look a little bit suspicious and really test to see if uh, our employees will fall for the trick. And then what we found is our baseline was about 30% of our employees would fall for that before we started really educating and talking about this, this process. And now we're getting to the point where we're staying pretty consistently below 10%. And even in a recent month, we only had uh, one person click the link out of all of our 170 employees. So we feel like the message and the education is really starting to work to protect ourselves, which then in turn protects our members. And these are random tests, right? I, I don't... Yeah, that you never announced. Let the point employees never announced. Never. They are aware that we are doing it, mm -hmm. uh, but they do not know when it's coming at any particular time in the month. And we usually stagger them, so it's okay. not like in one day we send it to the 170 people. We stagger it throughout the month. It could be a slightly different email each of them gets. It's really a neat tool that helps us do that, as well as track the results. Yeah. And the interesting thing is we added a, a report phishing button in our email system so that if you do get something, you can click on that and it'll send it directly to our information security and fraud officers to take a look at and determine if it's legit or not. And we've actually, it's nice because we've actually found a few instances that weren't our tests, mm -hmm. but were actual phishing attempts coming from the outside uh, that's helped us figure that out and then continue to educate back into our, our employee base about what's going on. Yeah, these socially engineered schemes are interesting and I've been hearing a lot about phishing. Do you think that phishing attempts uh, have increased against your credit union over the last 12 to 18 months? I would tell you they continue to increase and they come in waves, right? Just mm -hmm. to like any kind of fraud, they'll test the waters at our credit union or our organization. There was a classic one that's been going on for years is the CEO trying to send wire instructions to the CFO or to someone else. That, yeah. And it's so funny because our CEO is always like, you know, I would never call my CFO Joseph, but <laughs> <laughs> that's the way the message would always come across. So those were easier as time went on. But they, they continue to get a little more sophisticated. We actually just had a test recently, uh, again, from a third party on payroll time card day, sent in a spoofed ADP payroll oh, wow. uh, message to test us, and we had a high failure rate on that one in particular. But that was very targeted, very timely. It was very well done. But it shows us we still got to continue to be better and diligent about, it said APD instead of ADP, uh, <laughs> you right. know, things like that. So they continue to get smarter and the timing and things. So you just, you can never stop the, the training and the education behind it. You know, and along that, that vein of conversation, Chris, something I thought was interesting was that you, you mentioned earlier that last year Elements actually hired its first fraud investigator. 
We did. So uh, last September, we hired our first dedicated full-time person that was looking at fraud across the entire organization. And it was born from the fact that we were seeing a, a lot more losses in our debit card portfolio because we hadn't quite finished the EMV conversion yet. And we really needed someone that could come in, look at things not only in our cards, but check fraud, ACH and wires, just everything. Uh, Even the authentication processes our contact center use to make sure they're really talking to Mm -hmm. the member. And one of the things I told him immediately was like, you know, all you've really got to do is figure out how to pay for yourself. (laughs) So if you think about what we're paying you, if you do better in the savings you can provide us by stopping and detecting things early or protecting our members that adds up you know it's going to pay for itself and, and really we're whatever this is seven eight months into it mm-hmm. he's already done that so have you seen can you give us any idea of how much you've seen fraud decline like percentage wise and we don't um, so it's it. i don't know that it's declined i think we've just gotten better at detecting it and stopping it quicker okay so you never it. you can never completely prevent it mm-hmm. but we've put better authentication procedures like i said in the context center. we actually had a person that was calling in he had gotten the name, however he got them, uh, LinkedIn, the LinkedIn breach actually has been a huge impact that we've seen more and more professionals impacted by that uh, LinkedIn hack have then engineered their enough information to call our contact center and then try to impersonate those members to get access to their equity line or wire money out of their checking and those kind of things. And we actually had, we started to record, we always record the messages, but then as he started connecting the dots on someone that was really going deep, we found the same voice, right? Same voice is calling, claiming to be five different members over the course of the last few months. So now it's pretty much if this person calls, it's like, oh, we know it's him right. again thinking he's going to get through. So it, it's really been a, a comprehensive view across all the areas where we uh, look at fraud. But again, it's more, hey, if we stop, maybe the first one gets through. But if we recognize it and say, okay, we got to not let the next transaction happen, that's, that's a lot of the focus. And, and then if we do have a loss, he really works hard to work with other financial institutions to get the word out, as well as say, hey, can we stop that transaction on your end and still get the money back? So there's a lot going on. And uh, some of the other financial institutions that he's working with, is he working with other fraud investigators, or is this a relatively unique position? No, I would say it's um, for our size credit union, you know, unfortunately we've gotten to the point where we needed it, Mm -hmm. and I would say probably at our size and above you do, Uh, but there's always someone at every financial institution has some, uh, whether it's compliance, risk management, the BSA or AML Mm -hmm. um, requirements you have, all somewhat have a tie into that fraud detection prevention aspect. So every organization has a contact. Actually, they have the 314B position or designation that you have at each institution. So he's really leveraged that a lot. So he'll pick up, he'll call anybody, right? Yeah. He'll pick up and call the person at B of A if we have a loss <laughs> through a B of A of account on our side. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he'll chase it and really work with those, whoever his peer may be, whether they're the fraud person or the AML person or whatever, to try to get the money back, but also just stop the fraud from right. continuing to progress. Does he kind of fulfill the same role as a CISO, or do you have a CISO No, those too? Are, we, we separately have a CISO, okay. and, and two different things there. So think of the information security officer is in the prevention business and, and a, maybe a little bit of detection, but they're, they're put a lot more on the technology side, what kind of firewalls we have in place, and, and he's the one that's actually driving a lot of the phishing tests that we're doing. Um, and then the fraud manager is the one when you can see there's, a, there's an act 
by someone to purposely defraud us. Yeah. That's where he comes into play. Okay. So it's a little different. They work very closely together because there's a lot of overlap, but their priorities are slightly different in the way we look at it. Right. And then one final question for you, Chris. You mentioned earlier that you know you had seen a, a lot of, of EMV debit fraud last year before you completed the rollout um, or, and ramped up your rollout of EMV. Can you talk a little bit about now that you have completed the rollout of EMV, you're, you're completed on debit and credit side, how have you seen fraud numbers decline? How are you handling fraud when you see cards that may have been compromised? You're not reissuing everything anymore. Right. So. Um, last year, uh, in 2016, we had um, just uh, double what we expected in fraud on the MagStripe mm-hmm. debit cards before we got them replaced. We got that done in November. This year, we're staying at or below budget every month consistently across both debit and credit. So it's done its job from that aspect. And we're seeing a little bit of the uptick in the places we expect where either new account fraud is coming up or the card not present fraud, mm-hmm. everything that everybody's talking about, we're seeing more of an uptick there. But on an overall basis for our card portfolio, the number of losses are down. So that's a good thing. Uh, What we have also done is since we have, everybody's got newer cards within the last two years, we're not, if we do have a breach list um, that we get from Visa and say, okay, these cards have been noted as on a compromised list, we don't necessarily go and automatically just reissue every one of those cards like we used to. Mm -hmm. So now what we do is we send a notification to every member, be it, it could be email, it could be a letter, uh, telling them that their card has been identified as been compromised but has not at this point yet been shown that there's any fraud on it. So we alert them to that fact. They can be part of the process to take a look at um, are there things that they should be doing. We have the ability to set up email and text alerts and some other things so we encourage them to do those things so they can be part of helping to identify if there's a fraudulent transaction or not. But at the end of the day we don't just automatically reissue. So if they say hey that's great I appreciate all you told me and I still want a new card right now just let us know that and we'll get you a new card. But we see less than 5% of the people actually do that. They're okay with our message, which is, hey, we're going to be watching out a little closer on your card, mm-hmm. and if anything changes, we'll get back with you, and if something happens later, then we'll stop it. And, and really, they have the zero liability mm-hmm. type uh, situation. They don't feel like they're at risk that much because they know we're we're watching out from that perspective. Which is such a great message to hear um, from a financial institution because I think oftentimes we always think that cardholders are, you know, so concerned about fraud and that they don't really trust their institution to manage it. So it's good that there's a message getting out where the, the members are actually trusting what you're doing. Yeah, it feels that way. And, and, and there's a little bit of it just, I mean, for the years, who hasn't had at least one card compromised? Or affected by a breach, <laughs> or right? Or affected by a breach mm-hmm. in some way. So now it's almost like there's a little, unfortunately, there's some normalcy to that happening from time to time. But I think that we've moved from the, okay, we're just going to automatically send you a card and you didn't ask for it and now we're going to disrupt what you're used to when yeah. you don't even know if you really have an issue yet or not. So okay. uh, the approaches work well, a lot less disruption in people's lives, a lot less friction in that process, and it's worked well. Well, Chris, I want to thank you again for your time today. Thank you. I appreciate it. Again, we've just heard from Chris Sibilla of Elements Financial Credit Union. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten.